Welcome back to another edition of the 24K podcast. Katie Wingy alongside Chris Dempsey. And we have a very special guest today, Tori Craig. What's up, Tor? Hey, guys. How's it going? <laughs> it's going. We're hanging out on your stomping grounds here. Oh, yeah. Um, Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, I went to college. It was like an hour away from here. And um, I recently moved here not too long ago. And all my family and friends live here or close by. So... It's good to be back. Yeah? Mm-hmm. How's it feel when, when you, we hit that runway? We're in Charlotte. Well, I didn't know it was this cold here, so that's, <laughs> that's, that's an issue, first of all, because I thought it was... Is this normal, or what's what's normal? Um, I kind of forgot, but I, I think we was in Florida. <laughs> we came from Florida to here, so um, it wasn't that far apart, so I was expecting it to be kind of warm, but... Yeah. I didn't expect it to be freezing cold outside. I, I think I felt like of all the times I've ever been to Charlotte, this is by far the coldest. Yeah, just clarify, yeah. you just said freezing cold outside. It, it is for, it's 40. It's 40? It, yes. Oh, well. I'm, with you I'm from Minnesota and it gets to be negative 20. It feels like it's about 19 right now. <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah. But I'm yeah, you. I agree. Minnesota is definitely way worse. So <laughs> we're fortunate. Not freezing cold. <laughs> okay, well, Tor, we just want to spend some time today getting to know you and, and hearing your basketball journey a little bit. And um, we thought no better place to do it than near where you grew up and, mm-hmm. and where you're really connected to. So why don't we just start with Little Tor and, and the area that you grew up in and what your childhood was like? Um, I grew up in a small town called Great Falls. Um, the population, I don't even know if it was 10,000, but it was, it was really small. Um, I went to a high school with 300 people, had 64 people in my graduating class. Wow. Um, I ranked 10th with my GPA. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. My Humble Ray. Yep, yep, yep. Had to slide that in there. And um, yeah, um, I just started playing basketball, got pretty good. And um, I ended up going to a college like an hour from here. It was called USC Upstate. Um, it was a small school as well, about 10,000 people, if that. Um, started getting started getting pretty good. Got freshman of the year. The following year, got player of the year. And then uh, started pursuing my professional career. Uh, went to the, I entered the NBA draft and didn't get drafted. So I had to go overseas. I went over there for three years. And then um, they discovered me in Australia and offered me a summer league spot. And the rest is history, I guess. <laughs> Here we are. And yeah. here we are. <laughs> okay. I want to kind of backtrack to your hometown because I think it's really interesting, I, mm-hmm. you know, where people are from and how they were living when they were growing But just, you say it was it was a smaller town. Mm-hmm. Did you know everybody? Does everybody know everybody? How does that work? Yeah. Everyone definitely knew everyone. But um, it was, it, it wasn't the best environment. It was a lot of crime and drugs and everything else that went on so um it, I, i'm glad i was able to escape it and get out of there but um it's some people that didn't i still got friends that lived there and things like that but um yeah i was in a good situation with playing sports so i was able to go off to college and, and so sports my- that kind of got you yeah yeah for sure for sure yeah yeah because yeah. all my family lived away like my mom was in jail my sister was in the air force i didn't talk to my dad so it was kind of like it was kind of a tricky situation to be in. It was you and grandma? Uh, well, my grandma passed when I was in eighth grade, so okay. I moved around a little bit, um, moved around with different people. I moved in with like my great aunt and uncle, and then they got sick. He ended up passing. 
and um, one of my mentors, uh, he worked at the school. He was a football coach, and um, they kind of took me in. They kind of opened their doors to me, and I started living with them, yeah. and I lived with them until I went to college. Do you look back and say, this is an amazing story? Like you, it's an amazing story. Yeah, yeah. just that is. snippet yeah. of what just you just said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tell myself that all the time. Like I'm, I'm so fortunate to be in the situation I am now. So I don't take it for granted. I try to take advantage of every day, and uh, I'm just grateful to be in the situation I am now. Yeah. But how? Like super small town. You talk about it being crime driven. There being a lot of drugs. How did you? How are you one of the ones that made it out? Um, I, I, I kind of got on the right track because I used to be bad too. Like I, I did a lot of bad things. I used to get in trouble a lot. Um, I used to hang with the wrong guys. Uh, it, it, it was a lot of bad situations. But um, I, when I moved in with the my mentor, um, I kind of started focusing on school. I was making honor roll, and I knew I wanted to play basketball. I always knew I wanted to play basketball, so I played football and basketball throughout high school, and that was kind of my outlet of everything else and um I knew in order for me to go to college I had to stay focused in school and and uh and make that happen. So I think I was the it's really crazy, but I think I was like I'm thinking I'm the third third person to ever go to college and play sports from my high school. Wow. So it's like it, the people really, really don't go to college from there. So it's it's crazy to come back here and everybody supports you from that town. So like everybody Everybody hit me up for to come to the game tomorrow, so it's like it's kind of crazy. Tickets are, are an issue. <laughs> Tickets was definitely an issue, so I kind of, um, I kind of, I think I got a post on Instagram that I wouldn't be able to get everybody tickets or something like that because I don't want people to think it's any hard feelings or anything. But, but it's got to be a great source of pride for it to know that you know the town is behind you. Yeah, yeah, the town, my family. Um, actually, my mom, she's coming to. The, my first game tomorrow. She hasn't seriously. Yeah. She's never seen me play in high school, college, NBA. So tomorrow is really her Come first on. time ever seeing me play basketball in person. So that's gonna be that fun. has to be the most exciting thing. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be kind of weird, kind of kind of funny feeling, but uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. She um I'll see her later tonight, and then my family's driving from Virginia. My nieces and all of those guys coming so. Should be fun. Looking forward to it. Who did you have in your life when you were going through? You said that you had you went through, through some bad stuff too. Who did you have in your life that said you can do this? And at what point was that? <laughs> Actually, my sister, my sister would, would always make sure I was okay, like financially, and, and would send me money because she was in the Air Force. She's a nurse in the Air Force, but um, she don't like me saying this. Cause I guess she feel guilty, but she always tell me she always wanted me to focus so much on school that she told me that I wouldn't make the NBA. She always said, that. <laughs> yeah. "You know the odds that you make the NBA? It's like one in. That's like hitting the lottery." But I was so like stubborn. I was like, "No, watch! I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna make the NBA." And it didn't until my senior year in college. I kind of realized what she was saying. I seen like how hard it was yeah. and, and all the things you had to go through and. I already went to a small school, so recognition was a problem. No one knew who I was. So I'm like, maybe she was right. And um, once I didn't get drafted, I went overseas, and I was like, yeah, I kind of, I kind of, reality kind of set in, and then, and then it all changed in the blink of an eye. It seems like so. 
Yeah, I tease her about that all the time. I was just going to say, what was your conversation like when, when you got your full deal with the Nuggets? Yeah, I was like, mm. I told you. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always have fun messing with her about that. So, yeah, that's good. Oh, when you were in Australia and you said, you know, you, you realized right at that point, man, this is, it's tough to get into the league. Yeah. Did you ever reach a point where it's kind of like, well, it's cool. I'll I'll just do the overseas thing and not even worry about it. Or how did that play out in your head? Well, my my first, I was in my first two years overseas. I was still trying to get back to the NBA mm-hmm. because guys were still doing it. And um, a guy in the league, James Ennis, he played in the league and then he made it to the NBA. One of my former teammates, Scotty Wilkin, we were oh, on the yeah. same team, and then he found. He signed a four-year deal with Philadelphia, but he ended up getting cut after that. But it still gave me hope that, okay, maybe maybe there is a chance. And then it wasn't until my third year where I went to a new team, the Brisbane Bullets, and I was like, you know what? I got a good situation here. I'm enjoying it, the mm-hmm. the weather, the location, beaches, and all that. So I was really out there living my best life. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, man, it's not too bad. Like, I'm, I, I, I'm comfortable with this. And then um, – yeah, I, I really, I really wasn't even thinking about the NBA, and that's kind of when it happened. And so it's, it's kind of weird. It, it, that's why I, I wasn't expecting it, and then it, it just up and happened. So yeah, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of funny how it all happened. Crazy. Yeah, and then um, Terrence Ferguson was, he was like, he was supposed to go to Arizona, but he ended up going to the NBA. So right. Every time we played those, every time he played, it was like 18 NBA scouts at, um, <laughs> at the game. So I knew that was the games. If I wanted to make you the league, show I out. To, so I always had pretty good games against him. And I guess that's how Tim noticed me because I, I think they may be watching him. But mm-hmm. I think I had like a 30-something point game and a win and played good defense. So Do you think that's how the Nuggets kind of got a wind, wind of you as well? Or After that game, that's when I definitely – started getting calls and hearing a little buzz about NBA and teams and how impressed they were. I think Chicago was another team that that was interested. But, um, yeah, that's after that game I played against him, that's when I started hearing. And then you come to Summer League, right? Yeah, I got invited to Summer League. It was an interesting story with that, too, because the first two weeks I, I, I denied it. I, I said, no, nah, I'm good. Hmm. Wow. Because I knew I was an older guy and I didn't, I didn't want to waste my time. I didn't want to, like – give up what I had in Australia to risk that to come and not get picked. So um, right. it took me a long time to decide, and I, I finally decided, and it ended up working out in my favor. I remember when you're, like, in the first couple of games, and I think it was just defensively, uh, you stood out so much, and it was everybody was like, had this Tory Craig cat like he yeah. is doing it and I wonder if you can feel that in the moment you know what I am impressing a team to a level that you know maybe I will get signed and and hey there's this new the two-way contract thing that's happening in the NBA now maybe that's an avenue that I can get in as well I don't know are, are you feeling that through the moment as well or are you just so hyper focused on playing that everything else comes <laughs> after that yeah. I can see it's wild actually in the moment when you guard when you guard like different guys you're thinking Okay, I can't let this guy embarrass me. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't, don't want to back up in Australia, so I gotta, I gotta try to hold my own. So uh, the competitive side definitely comes out, and you definitely feel like you have something to prove. And I always felt like I could play with NBA guys and guard NBA guys. Um, 
I remember in high school and overseas, I used to watch NBA games and be like, I can, I think I can guard. I, like, I know I can, <laughs> mm -hmm. but all you needed was the opportunity. And then when I finally got the opportunity, I was like, okay, this is it. So kind of in the moment, you don't really think about it. I mean, at night after the game, when you laying in bed, you think about it. But during that moment, you just, you're just so focused and locked in that um, you just want to try to do the best you can. Yeah. So you were skeptical about giving the NBA a chance. Yeah. At, at what point were you like, okay, I, I could actually do this, or what changed your mind? Well, just talking to different people. Um, I was talking to one of my friends from uh, Sundarius. He played for the Clippers. Um, me and him kind of grew up together, so he, he, he was encouraging me to do it. Obviously, my friends and family was like, man, are you crazy? Go. <laughs> <laughs> and my agent, he was like, man, this is a good opportunity. Um, they think you are, you could be a good piece for them. And uh, I was like, all right, you know what? I'm just going to do it. Like, chances like this don't come too often. So I'm just going to try to take it. So I turned in my car in Australia, gave them my apartment. They <laughs> 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 with my TV and, and packed my things and came and came to the States. And, um, yeah, it was, it was actually a tough, a tough little sequence I was going through because on the way from Australia, my dad had passed. Mm. So I landed in L.A. and then I got all these notifications that my dad passed, and mm. I had to come to Denver to try to go through the little training summer league thing, and then I had to fly home for the funeral, fly back to Denver the same day, then go to practice the next day, and then go to leave to go to Vegas. So it was kind of like. I was like, man, did I make the right decision? Because not like I'm going through all this and now, right. like, all this bad stuff is happening. So I was kind of unsure. And then the first couple of games were slow. Um, I didn't get off to a good start. And then um, when Wancho went out and they told me I, w I would have a chance to play more, and that's when I, I took advantage. I think the next game I had like 27 and mm -hmm. 11, and that's when I mm -hmm. that's when they offered me the contract. And I was like, hmm. All right, so uh, you, it took some convincing. Mm -hmm. You came on over, you played great, yep. you get the contract. Yeah. What's in your head next? Like, have right. I arrived, or what? what's in your head next? Well, I, it still wasn't a full roster spot. It was right. two way, but mm -hmm. I knew once I got my foot in the door that I could that that was my starting point so that, that was all i really wanted was to get my foot in the door and the two-way was my opportunity and um i just tried to take advantage of that through the year um game by game trying to show the coach and the team that i could help us win games and um yeah i, I think i did a pretty good job in that regard and uh, i was able to get another contract so mm -hmm. now you start looking at the next phases of things and and trying to fit in even more and trying to do even more yeah We've talked about this a little bit, but your first your first season, you were challenged with guarding some pretty big names. Yeah, yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Like um, even 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 the guys like Drew Holiday, I was like, man, like because those guys are good. Like yeah. a lot of people want to talk about the big names like Durant and Harden and Westbrook, but Drew Holiday's of the world and those guys that they, they, they keep you on your toes as well. So you really have to be focused. Um, every night but to come from playing in australia and i was in the nbl and that season finished and i played in i was trying to get my citizenship in australia so i had to stay in the country hmm. 
So that's part of the reason I didn't want to leave Australia either because I had to stay there to get my citizenship. I only had one year left. And um, so I was just playing like, it was almost like a men's league to like, (laughs) (laughs) it was almost like a men's league because I had like two 40 year old teammates. They both started, (laughs) they could barely run up and down the court. Um, a bunch of young guys from high school and then a couple of other guys that, that played basketball occasionally. But these these guys all had other jobs. Like, right, right. This is kind of like their hobby. I was the only one that was getting like actual real money for it. So to go from that to Kevin Durant, it's like, <laughs> it's the weirdest feeling in the world. I'm like, wow, was I really playing? Like now I'm guarding Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook and Kyrie Irving and all these guys, but I was just guarding like somebody's, somebody's like me. granddad. Like, <laughs> how far you've come. Like right. this is a visual representation right here of like started from the bottom, now we're here. And it was literally like months apart. Like I can show you pictures from where I posted on IG <laughs> playing in this That's league so to like funny. guard Kevin Durant. It's like it's like wow. It's 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 really like it feels surreal. That's so good. That's yeah. so, so good. good. <laughs> uh, oh, good. When did your son come into this picture? What was the timing of all of that? Um, so um, my girlfriend at the time, she told me she was pregnant my senior year. It was right before my senior year of basketball season. So that was a whole nother, <laughs> a whole nother, um, surprise coming so i had to i had to get through that and then he was born june 4th and i think i had to leave to go overseas three months after he was born so that was tough Mm -hmm. and um, i think i went nine nine or ten straight months without seeing him Mm. so the first time i saw him he had already turned one and he was like big and it was was like the funniest feeling it was like looking at a mini you yeah and then um he started coming to australia and new zealand and and traveling with me and uh so i've been around him a lot so yeah he loves coming to denver he loves going to the gym and and coming to the games he he'll be here tomorrow for the game so i'm pretty sure he's excited for that so so how old is he now then he's four four yeah It's amazing. It's got to yeah. be amazing. He's got, he has a basketball in his hand already. He has everything in his hand. He's, <laughs> he's, his, he's his own entertainment. He don't need. He's the one. He's one kid I've never seen that don't need toys or anything. He can just. <laughs> you can literally just put him in an empty room and he's gonna like bop his way around, <laughs> and just, just find something to to entertain himself. So yeah, he's he's pretty hilarious. What's his name again? Braylon. Braylon. Yeah. I remember the video you posted of Braylon. He was working out with you at the practice court in Denver. Oh, yeah. And you were like, Braylon, it's time to go, buddy. Yeah. And he, <laughs> tears, Andrew. I'm like, I don't want to leave the yeah. kid, Dad. He loves basketball so much. He, every time he came to a game last year, he thought it was for him. Like Anytime he sees a, a gym or a basketball hoop, he thinks it's his time to play basketball. So he don't realize there's another game going on. He just thinks that is for him and he wants all the attention and he wants to be the center so um yeah but it's good to have a kid that loves basketball as much as you do so mm-hmm. it's always fun watching him trying to play have you talked to it about that at all i know that yeah. they're kind of buddies yeah me and it was talking on the plane last night about how serious his kid takes <laughs> takes basketball he told me um he told me when he picks his son up from school that that um 
that's like the bus to get on the bus to go to the game. <laughs> so he's like, when he picks his kid up, he's in the car with his headphones on, like focus, not talking. <laughs> and then when he gets home, that's the arena. So he, uh, IT said he gotta like record him walking down <laughs> the hallway. So he got his little toiletry bag and <laughs> man, it was hilarious. It was that hilarious. Is, that is funny <laughs> stuff. It's such a, it's a great. Uh, yeah. Kids are awesome. And they're buddies, right? Yeah, I yeah. Every yeah. Time, when he comes every time around. they're in together, they just they just get lost together. I just where's Braylon? <laughs> I, I guess he's up, upstairs with IT son. So <laughs> they just run around and do their own thing. Well, that's good stuff. Uh, how much ha- how much fun has this season been? It's seventeen and seven. I mean, the team is first in the West. Like mm-hmm. it's bonkers. Uh, how much fun has it been to be a part of all of this that's happening? I mean, it's definitely an amazing experience to be one of the top season in the West. We we always talked about it and we always knew we could do it, but now we're actually doing it and coming up with big wins, especially on the road. Um, I think we're surprising a lot of people and I think it's good because we're putting ourselves in a in a good position. Um, I remember last year we dropped a lot of games that I thought we should won. And we did this year too, but the way we bounced back and um, picked up another winning streak, it, it just says a lot about this team. When uh, I, I don't know, do you? How much do you pay in terms of uh, attention? Do you pay in terms of like national att- like attention paid to the team, whether it be on television, whether it be on? Do you notice uh, if the it, Nuggets this, are in national headlines? Oh, I'm watching. Uh, you watching? You watching? You watching? Uh, I think it was two days ago after we beat the Raptors. I googled first take Denver Nuggets. <laughs> 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 I don't even know was anyone talking about it? And it was on there actually. It, it was we had a little segment on first take. Where yeah. it was, they was talking. They was debating. Um, about the Raptors and the Nuggets, and are we have, are the Nuggets arrive? Are we for real? And it's just interesting to get people's uh, perspective on on our standing. So, um, yeah, I mean, because people are still going to doubt you no matter what. They, mm-hmm. they, they don't think you're for real. So that's another edge on your shoulder to prove everyone wrong to, to show people that we're for real. <laughs> I feel like the team came into the season with, with that chip. Just hey, first of all, it's we're good enough to be a playoff team. We're going. We're going to go ahead and make that tournament. Yeah. And then it's now it's kind of morphing into. I, I think. I think generally people out there think, well, the Nuggets are a playoff team, but are they really that good? Yeah. And yeah. and it's you know, boom, extra extra chip. How 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 much do y'all like flying under the radar or people not believing kind of what they are seeing because it gives you another chance to come out as a team and say, yeah, we are what you think we are. Well. I'm, I- as an individual, I, I like to prove everyone wrong. Like, um, I was just gonna say that's like your whole story, yeah, right? Like, this yeah. is almost an imitation of how you've yeah, come up. Yeah, been the underdog my whole life. So, personally, I already know what time it is. I know uh, I, I'm like all for proving people wrong. But as a team, I think we just try to tone out the noise and 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 stay together in the locker room and just take it one game at a time and, and see how many wins we can get to see how. To set ourselves up for the playoffs, so um, yeah, we don't we don't really care about what the outsiders say or who's doubting us or who thinks we for real or or all that. But me personally, I do. You go to me after every game. Hey, what, what is it saying right now? <laughs> take taking note, okay. <laughs> but yeah, it's just it's just um, it's just amazing to see like how we can have injuries and, and guys step up and. 
it's it's just surprising. It's, I think it, it surprised a lot of people to see how deep this team was. Like mm-hmm. we got Monte playing at a high level, Malik and Wancho, those guys are, are contributing at a high level. So um, you were contributing at a yeah. high level. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just not leave yes. Tory Craig off that list. <laughs> yeah, and like uh, you can go down the line, and I, I think we just we just kind of we didn't figure it out at the moment, and now it's about just being consistent and 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 not losing games that we should win and staying in the moment and not getting not letting the moment get too big or, or thinking we've we've done something so we just have to stay hungry okay so i have to ask this because you're one of the most positive fun people to be around you always just have a, a smile on your face a yeah. great attitude given the, what you've grown up through yeah and even you talk about being an underdog now just how is how's that your personality oh I don't know. It's just it's just who I was. Um, when I was little, I, I always like to have fun with my friends. It's weird because I got like four best friends that live out here, and if you meet them, like everyone says, like y'all act just alike. So it's just a <laughs> bunch of goofy laughing people <laughs> like to have fun. Like we don't like to get too serious about situations. Obviously, it's the time for it and everything, but right. we always try to find the bright spot in any situation, and that's what I did my whole life. Even though like. I was I was going through um, tough times. I always had my friends to lean on. Um, so when I I used to like going to school just so I could be around those guys. I used to like going to practice and playing sports and and traveling and and doing those type of things. So um, I guess it kind of carried over to my adulthood, and now it's now it's carrying over to my son because he acts just like me. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you who your support system was, but yeah, that's it. Seems like your friends were a big part of that. Um, yeah, my, my friends and and definitely my sister. She was um she was kind of like the head of the family. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, she's real real intelligent girl. She went to college, went to the Air Force, and now she's she's doing really well for herself and uh and, and our family. So she was definitely one of my main supporters. How much of what you went through like when you look at your son mm-hmm. how much of when you look at him do you say you're not going to do what I did like you're not going to have to go through what I had to go through it's it's going to be different for you yeah I, I always said that but then now when I look at him I'm like bro you're so spoiled bro. <laughs> like if he only knew take some of those toys <laughs> if he only if, like if he only knew like if he only knew, like he he don't he don't he he's so spoiled that he he gets anything he wants. He he lives like his little lavish lifestyle. So, mm-hmm. but um yeah, of course you don't want him to to, to come up the same way you did. Sure. You want him to enjoy life as he should. So um I'm I'm doing my best in that regards. And um yeah yeah he's he's enjoying it. He's not. He's not worried about anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just the next toy, yeah. just the next basketball game. Just yeah, the, yeah. he got he got a little tent in his room, little basketball goals, cars, clothes. He he has a um, iPad, flat screen TVs where he works the little movies. Like, he, <laughs> yeah. isn't it crazy how fast they learn that stuff? Yeah, it's amazing, man. Like. <laughs> Literally, he had to show me how to work a game on my phone one time. Like, I, I was stuck on it. He had to take the phone and show me how to do it. So I, that's so funny. I have a two-year-old, and he's it's the same. I can't even believe that he, he can work the cell phone. Like it, it just, it just clicks yeah. so fast. Yeah, man. And then they know. 
They grow so fast. He acts so grown. If he was watching his cartoons or something, <laughs> if he's watching cartoons and my phone ring or something, and I answer, he just <laughs> <laughs> he just be like, "No, dad, no, dad." So, uh, yeah, he um, like I said, he's hilarious, man. He's a joy. When you look back on how far you've come, everything you've accomplished, mm-hmm. is there a word that comes to mind, or how how do you feel? Um, I mean, it's a lot of words that come to mind. I feel blessed. I feel grateful. I feel like I had a little bit of luck on my side um, to to make it out of situations I did. Um, but yeah, I, I, like I said, it's a, it's a lot of words. But so sometimes I just look back and I just say like, "Wow, like how far I've come." And um, because I always wanted to play basketball, whether it was professionally in the NBA or overseas, and even when I was overseas, I was just still like, wow, like I'm really playing professional basketball. I'm really getting paid to do something I love doing. So I couldn't ask for a better situation. So, and then making it to the NBA is like 10 times that. So you're really like, wow. <laughs> so yeah, it's pretty amazing. I think a lot of Nuggets fans are going to hear your story and say, wow, too. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, yeah. before thank we go, yeah, thank you for sharing everything. Thank oh, no you for problem. sitting down with us today. Before we go, though, you do have a microphone in your hands. Oh. And I'm gonna pull up the song for you to sing because I knew it's Katie wasn't gonna let this down. No, <laughs> every time she see me, no. so you're gonna you sing, sing Whitney Houston. You but are. I can't sing though. But that's, no. why, that's why I'm gonna that's why I'm gonna put the song on. So it's not it's not gonna be just <laughs> Katie. Katie's background. gonna sing along with you because which, that's which what she song does. Was it? I will always love you. Was it not? Oh yeah, it was that one. I needed my teammates so I could like right. hug them and, and sing in their ear. Just sing the Disney. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you did it nice and close. Okay, you're not gonna sing with me. I don't know. The, yeah. I only know the chorus. You're you're not telling the truth. Everybody knows the <laughs> yeah. song. Everybody knows. Everyone the song. knows the song. Okay, you start it. So go go. You can sing it too, Dems. Yeah, we all sing, but, but I, too. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I'll take you every step of the way. Yes. Here it comes. And <laughs> Which camera are we looking at? We'll always love you. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> Tori Craig. Tori Craig. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was an outro. Mike dropped. Yeah. Tori, do you have anything you would like to plug here on the 24K pod? You got a fo- an Insta handle you want people to follow you at? Anything? Um, what is my Instagram? My Instagram is <laughs> tcraig3 underscore. And um, yeah. Are you doing yeah. anything with any any clothing brands, any companies, anything like that? Yeah, but it, it's nothing too serious. Okay. So, uh, and, it, and it's a lot. So I get a lot of different companies yeah. sending me clothes and, and products. So Nice. Next yeah. podcast, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll yeah, go through the fashion. In the meantime, yeah. follow him on the gram. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Follow me on the gram, <laughs> tcraig3 underscore. There it is for Tori Craig, Chris Dempsey. I'm Katie Wingy. Thank you for joining us for another edition of the 24K Podcast. Drops Mike. Mike.